This is quite possibly going to be the most personal I have gotten with a guest on the podcast. Because while all of my conversations with so many people have been about life-changing accidents, mental health, the medical industry, and disabilities, with my own journey within 21 years, I still had yet to meet another Epstein's anomaly case. I've met nearly 1,000 people, literally 1,000 people, with congenital heart defects, but because my particular complex condition is one of the rarest forms of CHD, Epstein's anomaly is extremely scarce and it has without a doubt an extremely low survival rate. I have officially declared I have lost count of the amount of times I have nearly passed away. Cardiac arrests, respiratory arrests, tachycardia, strokes, negative over negative blood pressure. It's guaranteed the number of people who have over the course of history had Epstein's anomaly is a greater number than the pe- than the number of people who survived with it. I have a very special guest who reached out to me about being on the podcast. Her name is Kimmy, and she also has Epstein's anomaly. We share personal details of our stories, living with Epstein's anomaly. Oh, I'm, I'm emotional right now. I'm so, so happy I got to meet her. Please welcome to the show, Kimmy Schaff and Naomi DeBello, each sharing their stories as survivors living with one of the rarest heart conditions and one of the most lethal congenital heart defects, Epstein's anomaly of the tricuspid valve. Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Light of Life podcast. I'm your host, Naomi, and today I'm here with Kimmy. Kimmy, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Kimmy, and I have Epstein's anomaly of the tricuspid valve. Thank you, Kimmy. And um, yes, so we both have the same heart condition, and I've never met anyone else with, um, with a with Epstein's anomaly because it is so rare and uh, not very many people who, who are born with it actually like survive with it. And so um, I'm, I'm really excited uh, to talk to you today about, um, about Epstein's anomaly. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Um, so, so I would uh, just like to start off by saying I think uh, I think what we could do is um, just share our st- 
stories living with Epstein's anomaly and um and so I usually I start my questions asking what exactly is this medical condition so I'll start um so I'll start with you Kimmy um what have you been told what Epstein's anomaly is um I've been told that I guess like my tricuspid valve it doesn't really like work right Mm -hmm. so um that's what I've been told yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um what I have been told is it is a malformation of the tricuspid valve in the heart and you know it's really interesting I I I think the reason why they call it an an anomaly in the name Epstein's anomaly is probably not only because of how exceedingly rare it is but I think it might also be because of how unheard of it is and um and so like it it truly is a medical mystery and an anomaly and Yeah. yeah um so when you were first born with Epstein's anomaly um um when did the doctors find out you had it in the beginning, my my mom when she like she didn't know anything until I was born, and then I would when I was born, I was like purple and bluish, and they knew something wasn't right. Mm-hmm. So they called in um, a bunch of like cardiology, and then they eventually diagnosed me with that. And at the time, um, they couldn't, like, do surgery right away. Mm-hmm. So I had to wait um, a couple months to have the surgery. So while I was waiting, I was just on oxygen and in the NICU until they could do surgery on me. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think I was, like, three months old when they went in on my back through my side to um, close up like holes in my heart because the doctors said that my heart kind of looks like Swiss cheese. So they closed a bunch of holes at the time and then um, the doctor said, you know, more than likely she won't make it past seven, but if she does, then she would eventually have to have open heart surgery to repair her valve. So, um, when I was 14 years old, I was in middle school. I had, like, did a lot of dance class, so I noticed that it was hard for me to breathe and stuff, so I told my parents, and then they got a hold of my heart doctor and um, got a hold of, like, the surgeons and stuff, and they said that it was time for me to have my, um, tricuspic valve repair and um so I was 14 when I had that done they weren't able to like repair it the way they wanted it so they put a mechanical valve in and so I take blood thinners but um the mechanical valve um is supposed to last a lifetime so here I am today 33 years old wow that's an amazing story Kimmy and wow I gotta say, like, we we really have gone through, like, almost the exact same situation at 14 years old. I also had 
my tricuspid valve replaced at 14. At, wow. at, at 14, yeah. It was, um, yeah. That's really... I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so, so yeah, we, we, we really have, like, it feels like almost identical stories, uh, and especially with the same, living with the same condition. Uh, we, we've gone through just almost the exact same circumstances. Um, so I, I, I was also born with Epstein's anomaly. They found out, they found out what it was when I was still in the womb, when my mom was still pregnant with me, they found out what it was. Um, and, um, and so after I was born, I think I had my first open heart surgery at like a week old. And then I had a lot of just complications throughout my childhood. I don't remember it too much, but um, I I had like oh let's see I had I had a total of four open heart surgeries by the age of five, um, and then for a full almost ten years I didn't have any more open heart surgeries until until um in two thousand sixteen when I had just turned fourteen, my heart was. Uh, enlarged they found that there was a very big hole in the wall of my heart uh, that was causing uh, that was causing me to turn blue uh, to uh, 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 the the color of my lips were blue I was um, um, I was very blue my oxygen saturations were probably like 50 um, and uh, and it even on oxygen so I was uh so I was going into heart failure and um and um there was a lot going on like uh uh at first we were told we might have to have I, I might just have to have a heart transplant and I had the whole interview for that we we yeah and um and um and 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 and, and I was a candidate uh, for being put on the list, but then um, just a couple months later, we got a call saying uh, that uh, the surgeon can just do an open heart surgery to uh, to close the hole that was uh, in the wall of my heart. And so and so I had my open heart surgery on April 21st, 2017. I was about two weeks away from turning 15. And um, that was the first time uh, my oxygen saturations uh, turned to 100. Oh, and also during the surgery, uh, when when the surgeon opened my heart, so this went undetected for I'm not sure how long, but there was no tricuspid valve in my heart. It was just, it was very small and like tethered to the inside of the wall, so it wasn't really even working at all <laughs> and um yeah and so uh I I also had my tricuspid valve replaced uh in in that same surgery so um yeah so I have so so Kimmy you 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 said you have a mechanical valve right yes yeah so I have uh I I have a bioprosthetic valve uh it's I've been told it's a valve from it, it it it's a it's a valve from a pig and okay. yeah uh-huh so i'm i'm actually curious since we uh uh 
with with a mechanical valve like um uh how does it um 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 what what i i've heard of them but do do you know exactly what a mechanical valve is um i guess it helps like get my blood flow mm-hmm in my heart um i did have an option for a pig valve also but i chose a mechanical one because they said that that would last my lifetime so Mm -hmm. i guess like when you get like a pig valve it it lasts like five to ten years Mm -hmm. and then you would have to maybe get it replaced and i wouldn't want to have to go through that again yeah Mm -hmm. (sighs) yeah uh wow that's that's that that's really interesting. I I'm 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 just so excited to talk. I'm so excited to talk to you because we we, we really just went through the same thing yeah. at the same age. Like I I've never thought I I I I like considering so considering how rare Epstein's anomaly is. You know, throughout my life I've 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 gone through like five different cardiologists, and um they have all said they have never seen another Epstein's anomaly case uh, I was the only one that they that they knew about um wow. yeah and so um and so I was so excited when 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 you reached out to me and you said you had Epstein's anomaly I was like oh my gosh I think she should be on my podcast I just said I, I wouldn't yeah. at the very least talk to her <laughs> yeah. yeah I haven't met anyone with what I have also like mm-hmm. we're so rare it, you don't really find many people out there that have it yeah it, it it it's so so rare and I, I i want everyone here listening to understand um just how rare epstein's anomaly is i think the reason why it's so rare um and it's and it's very sad to say i think there are actually a lot more uh, babies who are who are born with it but very very few actually uh, uh make it to adulthood um and um and so uh and so and, and so you know like I, I also would like to mention Kimmy I've met probably at this point maybe a thousand people uh all who have congenital heart defects uh through 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 the chd community and um and it's been a really wonderful experience for me to to get to know lots of other people who uh who who have heart conditions and have had open heart surgery um but kimmy you're the very first epstein's anomaly case i've ever met and so this was just this is really special to get to talk to you Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kimmy, what advice do you have to anyone with a chronic illness, anyone who, uh, anyone who's going through like, uh, surgery or, or, or just being in the hospital? Um, my advice would be probably just don't be scared and everything's going to work out and that's why they have really good doctors to help you and um 
just don't be scared. Everything's going to be okay. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I think the most important thing to always remember is that there is hope. <laughs> there, absolutely. Yes. And, you know, uh, you know, as, as, as living, uh, as being able to live this long, I think, you know, Kimmy, I think we really, uh, have greatly benefited from, uh, from, 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 from being in this time period where medicine and technology has been advancing every day to help save more lives. And I, and I really truly think that's a big contributor to why I'm, I'm still here today. And, um, I, I, um, I, I'm just so eternally grateful for medicine. (laughs) Yes. Like, just to think if it was, like, you know, just even, like, 100 years ago or mm-hmm. earlier than that, it, we wouldn't have what we have now. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I was even told if I, if I, if I were, if I would have been born, like, 10 years earlier uh, because of just how severe uh, everything uh, turned out to be it they um my cardiologists have have, have said it, it it is very very possible I may have not made it if I was born like 10 years earlier just 10 years earlier and so I I got really lucky with uh the timing of when I was born yeah same here <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. even though I did have to wait a couple months before my very heart very first heart surgery um, but, um, if I was born a couple years before that, I, they said I wouldn't have made it because they didn't have the technology mm-hmm. that they have it now. Yeah. And yeah, you know, um, it, I, I think that really, uh, shows, uh, you, you know, this is this, this particular, congenital heart defect Epstein's anomaly of the tricuspid valve I think it is just it's very very complex and it's actually extremely difficult to uh try to treat with surgery and um you know in in 2007 when I was like five uh, I had my fourth open heart surgery and then 10 years later in 2017, I had my fifth one um, where the tricuspid valve was replaced. But back then in 2007, it was the same surgeon who did my open heart surgery in 2017. And back in 2007, uh, he, he, he told my parents uh, uh, this would probably be the, the last thing I would be able to do for her because we, there, it wouldn't be possible right now to try to replace a valve or any. Thing. we just don't have that kind of technology yet yet and so um and so you know 10 years later it turns out that uh we we, we now have the technology uh to to be able to re- repair a lot more things we couldn't do back then and so i i just feel so grateful that uh i was able to live and survive <laughs> Yeah, that that is so crazy because like my surgeon that did my 
open heart surgery when I was 14. Also got called in when I was a baby and did that surgery too that I didn't even know of. And the doctor told my my parents that yeah, I did I did her first surgery when she was just a baby. Mm-hmm. And we had no idea. Wow. <laughs> So yeah, it's a small world. That's crazy. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it. It. Yeah. You know. You. You just made a really good point. You know. Um. You know. Whenever we go through. Uh, uh, similar circumstances, similar situations with our, w- with our medical complications. Uh, uh, with like all the people I've met with CHD, we always say, "Wow, it's it actually is a small world after all." Um. And now that I've met you, it's making me realize, you know what, I, there there are other people out there now. And this is giving me a lot of hope that I can, that we'll probably, Kimmy, we'll probably, um, it's very possible we'll be able to come across more, um, more people who have Epstein's anomaly. That would be awesome. That would be really cool to meet more people like us. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Kimmy, is there anything else you would like to share? Um, just, you know, I'm very, like, religious, so, like, I believe in God, and I know everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. So, even though I have this, I am grateful and blessed that I can share my story and it might help others out or maybe going through the exact same thing Yeah, know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. You know, um, I, uh, uh, after experiencing my open heart surgery and realizing and, and also going through a crazy pacemaker surgery like two months later and uh, seeing where I was, seeing where I am today, and how well I'm doing now, uh, it it it's also uh, it's also made me become a lot more religious, and 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 I really do believe um that that God has been watching over me, uh throughout Absolutely. throughout my whole life, and re- really looking out for me because I there were so many times, there were so many times I almost died, uh, but yet yeah, I'm still here and. Um, I think, I think that was God's plan for me, uh, that, that was my purpose, to just share my story, just like you can, (laughs) yes, absolutely, thank you so much for coming on to my podcast, I'm so excited to share this with people, and this is going to, I think this is going to spread awareness to, um, to Epstein's anomaly, um, especially because I, I know because of how rare it is, uh, it's very unheard of. And so this is going to spread lots of awareness. And I think this will, so everyone listening here, uh, uh, this is the heart, this is the specific name of the heart condition I have. Uh, and so, um, and so, yeah, thank you so much, Kimmy. I'm so happy I got to meet you. you. Yes, me too. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So great meeting you.